And only when I went back inside to book an Uber to the airport did I realize my arms were kind of tingling. They were peachy. Yes. And then in the flight airport and the flight home, basically I was bright red. Yeah. Totally sunburned. Yeah. You're an idiot. Yeah. T- absolutely. Total idiot. So I have like a very distinct oh, no. burn line, like a t-shirt burn line Oh no! Uh, on both arms and my neck in particular. My neck's terrible. <laughs> it's, I am two, I'm two entirely different shades right now, which is, which is, which is great. You should just, why didn't you just get Ubers to these places? Because it, it was a nice day and I wanted to walk. I was like, well, I'm going to have about 2000 calories worth of burgers now. Like, I had two burgers in the space... Sorry, two burger meals in the space of three hours. Okay, um, yeah, okay. A bit of walking is probably I, a good I need idea, to at least yeah. burn off some of these calories by walking. Mm-hmm. But, of course, forgot about the, gy- the giant fiery ball of flame in the sky, which decided to teach me a lesson for being a total idiot. So, yeah. Have you learned that lesson, though? I have, but now I'm, I'm kind of annoyed because, you know, it, it ruins the aesthetic of my arm in that the, the top, <laughs> top half of my arm is is a brilliant white like scotsman pale white perfect the perfect shade and the rest of it's kind of like a nice brown and that is not a perfect shade but it's so it's so abrupt and it's yeah. like right everybody knows that if you want to be successful in the world you got to be milky uh, well yeah but but even if even if it was like a nice fade from this vampire white to you know california brown then great but it's just a line. There's just a... It's just like... <laughs> I know, the start of a sandpit. That's what it is. Colin, I'm sorry for what has happened to you. I don't know how to fix it. Like, it's February, and I have I have tan lines already. They'll fade. Oh, man. I hope so. You just so. have to wear long sleeves for the next few weeks. Yeah. And then just don't let your arms come out. No arms okay. No arms in the air. Yeah. Other, other than that, Texas was fun. People do wear cowboy hats. People do. That's cute. And I ended up befriending, unbeknownst to me, Donald Trump. two yes. Trump supporters. Because there are real people too. Who were actually nice people. And then I realized as we were playing Cards Against Humanity, oh, I see. So me putting Melania Trump as an answer isn't funny. Okay. Oh, right. What did he put her as an answer for? <laughs> oh, I can't remember. But it was me, obviously. You know me. I was just trying to be funny. Uh-huh. So I put, I put down my card, which said Melania Trump, and it, was, it did not... Get, like one of the first responses is, "Wait, why is that funny?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. I have failed to read the room here. Oh. So uh, I kept quiet and temporarily unlisted the two songs on my YouTube, which slag off Donald Trump. Right. Yeah. And so yeah, <laughs> when when the place is safe again, you can. Yeah. You know, that once once I once I left the country and and you know was away from firearms, I was like, right, I'm fine now. I'm, I'm fine. I can I can. I'm fine. Pop I'm again. fine. Everything's okay. What about you, James? What's happening? I'm back in Glasgow. Yes! Yes! Good, good internet has returned to my life. It was your Christmas and New Year. My Christmas and New Year and the following nearly two months <laughs> was okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm allowing it. It was a, it was a good yeah. trip all around. It's the longest I've been away from Glasgow in... Well, since I moved here. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. It was a, a very long, a long time. time. And I missed the city. But we're back now. Yeah, the city missed you, James. I know, I came back to, to applause and cheers. I had a BBC interview. Nice. <laughs> BBC Scotland, so it didn't really count. Okay, well, fair enough. But at least that's it's something. Yeah. Uh, like an actual BBC interview? No. Oh, okay. That was a... That was one of those goofs that I do sometimes. Right, okay. <laughs> I thought maybe you had, uh, like, some connections that I was unaware of and I was going to exploit. 
<laughs> no, yeah, and they really wanted to talk to me about my experience away from Glasgow. <laughs> One five eight. One five eight. Episode one five eight. This is Seesaw Parade, the uh, longest running season one of any Scottish podcast in history. Yes, I'm Colin, and he's James. Yes, this is still season one, and uh, welcome. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all your comments, emails, tweets, Snapchats. All are greatly appreciated. They are. I love it. We still have to get that PO box set up, but we're working on it. I'll do that. Right. Can you use a PO box for like many things all at the same time? I don't even. Well, I mean, frankly, I don't know what PO boxes are. Well, it's just like are they like a special type of of mail or like a special? I box? think it's just one a level of anon- an- anonymity that the post office offers, or something like that. So instead of giving people your your super address, your your super address, <laughs> you give them your your normie address. No, instead of giving them your right. like normal address, you give them this like vague bunch of letters and numbers, and then. The post office knows which address that relates to. I think. I've never done it before. Also, my mind has just been blown and I am doing my best to contain myself here. I've just realized, oh. as of this second, P.O. Box yep. stands for Post Office Box. What? <laughs> How did I not realize this? <laughs> it's one of the few, and you know, this is, this is like, like, you know, PIN number, all those things where everyone has the last yeah. letter of the acronym. And then they say the last one again. Yeah, there's there's a word for P.O. that. P.O. Box is perfect because it's not called P.O.B. Box. <laughs> Although that actually sounds better. Pub Box. Yeah, exactly. Pop it in the pub box. Okay, anyway, we'll, we'll work on that. So if you do want to send us anything, uh, anthrax or, you know... Poisonous creatures. Yeah. You'll get them sent to the post office instead. I once posted a banana. I think maybe... It, I'm not sure if it was to you. I sent you a banana once. Yeah. Well, I remember I've done it before as well because I thought it was hilarious that you could write an address in a banana and post it yeah, somewhere. Yeah, and then it just like, arrives several days later, squished, rotten, and in a bag oh, yeah, exactly, with your address yeah. on it. You're like, what, what's the postman thinking? He's just thinking, oh, what a classic what a classic joke. Or is he thinking, who's posting a banana to the Isle of Lewis? Wait, no, Colin, I come on up the banana. I sent you an ice lolly once. Oh, so you did? That was, my, that was funnier. But, well, yeah, but again... Why? And what's the postman thinking? He's thinking, great, I'm carrying around a bag of liquid here. I reckon I reckon the banana makes their days a bit, bit more sour, you know, ha- having a rotten banana in their hands. But I reckon a melted lollipop, that'll give them a giggle. I think I did the post office a service. You mean you've not held many rotten bananas, James? No, I've, no. I've tried to avoid holding rotten bananas. I know they sneak up on you sometimes, but you th- <laughs> I've, I've been successful so far. You think the ice lolly went down well, but the banana, maybe less so. Less so. Right, okay. Well, anyway, we'll start the episode with a shout-out to post men and women everywhere. You do a great job posting yep. bananas, which we think are funny. We, the nation wouldn't be functional without you. Exactly, exactly, right. Uh, James, we've got a lot to get through. Uh, we're talking some Oscars news. We've got loads of movie stuff. And it's been a big week for Donald Trump as well, so... It has been. Yeah, we're going to have to talk about him, I'm very sorry. Let's start with the Oscars roundup. Now, we're going to pick a few of the standout winners okay, uh, to discuss and slag off. So, best film was won by Green Book, 
which was not on my list of predictions. No. Or I don't think anyone's. Well, no, because I'd said it was between A Star is Born and Roma, and that was the genuine... Well, certainly with Roma was the general consensus that it was Mm -hmm. going to win, which was the black and white Spanish-Mexican film by... Super artistic. Yeah. Super meaningful. Super lovely, great film. Uh, and then Green Book won. It was like it was the, it was the nominee that dealt with racism the third best way. Exactly, yeah, or or the worst way you could say. In that third best, <laughs> I like the. This is where I I slightly disagree with the critics. I enjoyed Green Book. I can't lie, I did enjoy it. However, in terms of how it deals with the whole white savior agenda and the fact that the whole story is told through the white person's perspective, and the entire film is the white guy saving the black guy. And teaching the black guy how to be black, on reflection, it has some problems. So, it has a lot of problems. It is incredibly well acted. It is funny. It's entertaining. But it has some very obvious issues. Yeah. So, the fact that it's been given the best film of the year. Is it the best film of the year? Absolutely not. But the Oscars never do the best film. Well, very, very rarely. I mean, yeah. Like, it's a common thing to just make fun of the Oscar pick and then say... Like, all the losers have joined the ranks of the likes of Star Wars and stuff like that. <laughs> Films that came out that were revolutionizing the industry and then the Oscars just ignored. I wouldn't say the critics are quite right about this either, though. It's somewhere in between yeah. best film and worst film ever. I mean, on the, on the list of the, the nine films, and I went through this a few weeks ago, it's somewhere in the middle. It's it's not the worst film there. Bohemian Rhapsody is beyond doubt the worst film there. Yeah. And the fact that it got four awards across the, the entire night is a travesty. Yeah. Including editing. I know. I mean, come on. Anyway. Uh, so, it's not the best film. It's not the worst film either, though. And so, I've as much as the critics, I agree in that it was the wrong pick... I think people are kind of tending towards the side of outrage. Yeah. When, okay, sure, it makes a mess of dealing with kind of the racial tensions and really portraying the story of this, uh, of Don Shirley authentically. Who wasn't even mentioned in the speech, by the way. Oh. Uh, when they accepted the award. Well, that's dumb. Yes. It has some problems, I agree. It shouldn't have won, I agree. But is it the worst film of all time? No. That goes out to Ghostbusters the reboot. Oh, come on. That's a good film. <laughs> that goes out to Star Wars Episode Eight. Okay, come on, James, come on. That's also a good film. <laughs> well, I enjoyed it anyway. Maybe not good, but I enjoyed it. So, yeah, the, the film that dealt with racism in the third best or, or worst way. And worst, no, absolutely worst way. Uh, had several issues, but brilliant acting won best film. Yeah. When it should have probably won things along the lines of best actor, supporting actor, stuff like that. And I, I think someone else aimed one of their barbs at the fact that Mahershala Ali won Best Supporting Actor uh, when perhaps the role should have been reversed. Like, he should have been put forward for lead actor and Viggo Mortensen should have been Best Supporting Actor. That's an argument for a different day. Well, yeah. But I think that's... When you're when you're going into levels of that sort of depth of, oh, actually, this is casual racism because you didn't... Have the black guys your lead. You didn't promote one, one actor over another. Right. I mean, I mean yeah, you're... <sighs> I don't know. I think I think some people were going a bit too far in their criticism of as is normal on the internet these days. Oh, no, oh, absolutely. So yeah, wrong wrong choice, Academy. Come on. Although the ratings went up, so yay. Yeah, they did because and the show was actually enjoyable because they had no host. Yeah, no host messing everything up. 
Yeah, and there was no like unnecessary skits or busloads of tourists being dropped in to wander around the theatre or there wasn't any like bad songs or comedy sketches. It just flowed yep. and it worked. But they're talking about having a host next year. Oh, really? Don't worry, everyone. Well, talking of things they got wrong, they did get a few things right. Best Actress was won by Olivia Colman. Good check, Colin. Oh, I know. I mean, I, I may have predicted her. I did in the past. I may have changed my mind. At some point you did predict her, but then you replaced that with someone else. I replaced her with Glenn Close. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could give it... Yeah, you could You could have given it to either of them. I was delighted Olivia Colman won. Let's just hear a little bit of her amazing speech. Oh, yeah, her wee adorable speech. Oh, it's genuinely quite stressful. <laughs> it's, um... Uh, <laughs> this is hilarious. <laughs> Gone, Oscar. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Um, uh, I have to thank lots of people. If, by the way, I forget anybody, I'm going to find you later. I'm going to give you all a massive snog, and I'm really sorry that if I might forget now. Um, but Yorgos, my best director in the best film, and with Emily and Rachel, the two loveliest women in the world to fall in love with and to go to work with every day. I mean, you can imagine. It wasn't a hardship. She's a charmer. Comes across super lovely. Mm -hmm. Very British. Uh, Roma, which of course was the Netflix film, was uh, expected or, or certainly hoped that it would be the first Netflix film to win Best Film. It didn't. It did win Best Director, though, for Alfonso Cuaron. And best cinematography as well, which you know is maybe the most important award. Yeah, I mean it was it was a beautifully shot film and it was a beautifully directed film. It was the best film, perhaps maybe. And this is me going very meta now. Perhaps the Academy just weren't ready to give Netflix the best film because it could be seen as like the death knell for cinema. Or is that going too far? Maybe they were trying to avoid it because it's Netflix, yeah. But it's only it's only a matter of time. Yeah, well, it will be like next year and the year after that. It won't be long. Penultimately, best animation was a, a category which some people missed. Spider Man Into the Spider Verse won, which I was delighted about because that is a without doubt not a Disney film. My it's also my favorite animation of the last year. It's it's just brilliant. Yeah, I've not seen it. I want to see it. Okay, well, watch it, because it's great. I was on Lewis, it's hard. And then Rami Malek, he won Best Actor. Bohemian Rhapsody won four awards in total, which is terrible. Uh, the Rami Malek, I can... Yeah, fair enough, I can give him that. He did do a very good Freddie Mercury impression. I would have given it to Christian Bale, but yeah, I can live with that. Yeah, they probably just wanted to give it to you know, a new young blood. Yeah, you know, Christian Bale, he's, he's been there, he's won that before. Yeah, he's, he's done all these things. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. James, yeah. overall impressions of the Oscars before we move on? They stayed, they went more relevant than last year. They did? I'm not, I just still don't care very much. I'm happy to talk about it and speculate, but I don't think, I don't think I care very much. Do you think people's appetite for the awards is diminishing? No, I think they just need awards that they feel is connected with the current, you know, generation. So instead of being a bunch of old farts going... This film dealt with racism in a way that I understand. It, they, 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 they need the risky picks to win. Yeah, and that, I think, is where a film like Black Klansman, which, whilst it had its flaws, it was a very, very good film. Yeah. And uh, very enjoyable. It won for Best Screenplay, which was Spike Lee's first Oscar and five nominations and yeah, well done. 30 years of trying. He was one of the ones who was very angry about Green Book winning, and rightly so, because... If you were going to pick pick either of those two films 
for how they dealt with racism, you give that award to Black Klansmen every day of the week. Yeah. Oh, oh, and another award that I actually did notice and cared about was soundtrack went to Göransson. To, to who? Ludwig. It's, it's Childish Gambino's pal and producer. Oh, really? He did, he did um, Black Panther. He did the Black Panther soundtrack and he won. He, won, he got himself an Oscar. Black Panther did, also did very well. It, it did well in all the like the technical yeah, costume. Like costume, which to be fair, it, yeah, that it had good costumes and soundtrack, which to be fair, it had a good soundtrack. If a bit messy sometimes in design, yeah. I'm just looking forward to next year's Oscars. Let's start talking about them next month. <laughs> were you surprised by Black Panthers winning, or were you, you know, they had they had to they had to kind of give it, it seemed somewhere. To win, it seemed to win the awards that made sense. Like if it got best film, I think that would be the worst shout. But it got things that made sense. Yeah, costume design made sense. Like sound soundtrack made sense. But the the argument for me is just before we move on, let's say they had given best film to Black Panther. Yeah, would I have as much of a problem with it? as Green Book winning. I actually wouldn't. Because <laughs> Green Book was the third best film of its kind, whereas Black Panther was the best film of its kind. It was the it was the best comic book film that got nominated. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Well, yeah, well, yeah I guess so. That got nominated is the key caveat there. <laughs> Sim- similarly to Green Book, was Black Panther the best film of last year? No way. No was it the best superhero movie? Uh, that's that's even debatable as well. No. Uh, that being said, because of the kind of the, the cultural impact and the the way it uh, it portrays black people on on film for probably the first time in well one of the first times in in movie history, mm-hmm. I think you have to recognize that. So I'm glad it did get some recognition. Absolutely. Okay, let's move on. Yes. The final wave of Marvel Netflix TV shows. There we go have officially been cancelled. James, Woo! Punisher Season 2 just aired last month. I'm still watching it. Uh, it's now been officially cancelled. Jessica Jones has also been cancelled, with Season 3 still to air later this year. Thoughts on this? Uh, we're not surprised, right? Nope. Uh, I'm not sad, because the writing's dire in all of the shows. The only reason I am sad is because the casting was on point for almost everybody. It was. Almost everybody was right and i'm gonna miss them and i hope that whenever the new shows get released they just happen to have the same actors or by accident so the same actors by accident. by accident so the reason which we've covered before is because disney's preparing to launch disney plus yeah its own streaming service yeah and basically the house of mouse wants to have all its properties back under its own roof and so see you by netflix Bye-bye. The issue, you're right though, the issue comes in the writing. Daredevil season one and some elements of Jessica Jones season one, Luke Cage season one are good. Punisher season one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the casting, I'd say, on the whole, is excellent. But in every single show, in every season since, it's just, it's been the law of diminishing returns. It's just gotten progressively messier and progressively worse. Yeah. So... Am I surprised? No. Am I sad to see it go? No. Am I saddened? Not really either. Um, you know, we'll get reboots of all of them because they're popular IPs now. So. Yeah, and also, but you're right. I think they may return with the same cast because they're, they're all very, very good and they're, they've kind of made that role theirs. Yeah, they really it's, have. So it would be hard to replace them. You know, someone like John Bernthal, is, he's, he was just made to play the role of the Punisher. 
Yeah. They all were made to play the roles they're in. Yeah. You know, except Iron Fist. I was going to say, I could, I could see Iron Fist thing. being recast, definitely. Yeah. But they were they all fit their roles so well that it would be sad to see. Like, it would be like when Amazon, just to call, call out this TV show again, because I, I remembered it a few weeks ago and it's <laughs> tickled me ever since. When Amazon did the TV show for Zombieland. Oh, yeah. And they recast all the main characters. It was just, like, cheap. And it sucked as well. It doesn't matter who you get. Even if they got really good actors, it doesn't matter who you get. Because they're not going to be the people that made the roles. Mm-hmm. So if whatever Disney do, if they if they get these shows back up and they don't have the same actors, it's just going to feel wrong. Do you think they'll they'll get the shows back, or do you think that's it? I think they'll get them back. Okay, okay. I think they'll get them back, even if it's just so that they can keep building up to finally putting them on the film. Yeah, no, that's that's true. The final point I'd say is. I think what's best, what's the best testament to the poor writing is the fact that I am still yet to finish Punisher season two because I'm not like clawing to see the next episode. And I'm yet to even start Iron Fist season two because... I haven't even finished Daredevil season three. It's been out for ages. <laughs> well, exactly. Because you're just like, I don't care. Yeah. Writing is just a very substandard. But anyway, yep. that's that's the, the latest from, from Netflix and Marvel. Let's go to a, a couple trailers next. Detective Pikachu has a second trailer. Oh boy. This is uh, Ryan Reynolds playing the eponymous titled character uh, alongside Justice Smith. Let's have a listen. Look, you can talk to humans, I can talk to Pokemon. And if you want to find your pops, we're going to need each other. No, I don't need a Pokemon. What about a world-class detective? Ah, my clues. What is all this? Harry is still alive. Case closed but still open until I solve it. James, what did you think of this trailer? Colin, I loved this trailer. <laughs> Except the sound, the music choice, which is just cliche at this point. Yeah. But aside from that, what a brilliant trailer. It's just, like, I am very excited to see this film. Yeah, granted, now we've seen the film, but... Indeed. It looks so good. I, just, I, I don't know what I was expecting from the first trailer, but I've forgotten about it now. <laughs> like, it actually looks hilarious and like interesting and and the action looks good. Yeah. The only the only criticism I have is that they don't seem to have the eye contact on point between animated characters and real life characters, which you know Disney perfected back when Roger Rabbit came out. <laughs> so it's a bit embarrassing to have people looking the wrong directions these days. Yeah, indeed. Uh, that's that's something which is a a minor quip. I'd I'd agree with you entirely. I think this looks excellent, and it's helped immensely by the fact that you've got Ryan Reynolds voicing Pikachu. That being said, because he is just so iconic as Deadpool, I just hear Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a Deadpool film when I started listening to it, even though I clicked on the Pikachu trailer. Because you, you, just, you just hear Deadpool's voice, and because both characters are, well, Deadpool, you can't see his, his face. Yeah. He's essentially an animated character in both of them. So it yeah. just sounds like it's Deadpool, but... I'm sure you'll I mean, get used to it once the Deadpool, film starts. Deadpool, Detective Pikachu, I reckon they're the same character. Ah, yeah. Well, maybe there'll be like some sort of meta reference in there. There will know. be meta references. Of course there will be. That's, okay. that's in vogue right now. <laughs> Second uh, trailer for uh, the new X-Men film, Dark Phoenix, has been released as well. Let's have a listen to that. You're special, Gene. And if you stop fighting that force inside you, if you embrace it, you will possess the very power of a god. She'll kill us all. 
Tell me how we fix this, Charles. Tell me what to do. I don't know what to do. James, tell me what you thought of this one. What? Uh... Terrible trailer. Oh, it's the dumbest looking film ever. Hated this. <laughs> every single, every other, every other cut goes to a, like a funeral scene or someone dying, and it's just promising so much death and destruction. Oh, oh, what am I going to do? I don't know what to do. It just looks so bad, and, Exa and Xavier looks ridiculous. He just looks dumb. I don't understand how they made him look bald and wrong now. He looked okay in the other films, but now he just looks wrong. I think he's, he must be wearing either like a green skull cap or just a very very bad bald skull cap yeah and since when is mystique's hair like strawberry colored she clearly dyed it in the it's so bright in the intervening time <laughs> like she's going through a life change so she brightened her hair a couple of shades you know she's struggling with her identity and she's a good guy again yeah oh. this this trailer ah oh, this is like so bad has so many problems and it just reminds me of the last film, Apocalypse, which was terrible, and CGI'd to the to the max. It's the same film again. Yeah, it is exactly. It's just the same film. It's just here's here's a really powerful individual who's going to disintegrate things around you. Try and fight her, and then they've got like Fast Boy running up something to try and punch her, just like he did in the last film. He's they've got Magneto like trying to have a one on one, just like he did at the end of the last film. Everyone's just doing the same thing as they did in the last film, except it's against. Sansa Stark instead of yeah, what should we call his face? Poe instead of Oscar Isaac. Poe Dameron. But even Ap Apocalypse, the the, the third X Men film of this reboot, had some severe issues in that yeah, Apocalypse could disintegrate like the entire planet, but for some reason we're still relying on punches and kicks against the X Men. Yeah, like come on, at least be consistent. But uh, yeah, that that film was was horrible. This film has been plagued with issues. It was meant to be released in November. It's now yeah. March, and it's out in the summer. So clearly they've had some major reshuffling in the edit suite. Lots of reshoots as well. So I'm not holding out any great hope for this, because those are all bad signs, and this trailer is terrible. And this trailer is kind of spoilery as well. I'm not going to say why. It is. But watch it, and you'll see why. And not spoiler in the good way. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, the, the trailer basically tells you what happens, but also it just, if, it, if it's telling me what it what I think it is, then then why would you show that? Why would you put that in the trailer? Yeah. But okay, never mind. Let's move on. Before we talk about uh, Hulk Hogan, the first reactions for Captain Marvel are in. Hey. It, it comes out in about nine days' time in the UK. Uh, reactions have been generally... Good. Positive. Yeah. yeah. Some some of them saying kind of the film's a bit weird. Take, and it takes a while to get going. Takes, yeah, it takes a while to get going. But Brie Larson's very good. And on the whole, it's good. That that to me is basically how I imagined it was going to play out. Yeah, they're saying they're saying it's, it's a film that you will enjoy. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go see it and enjoy it. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's jump over to DC. The Suicide Squad reboot will not feature will smith as deadshot oh, he, oh no i know it's it's sad times he will not will smith what's he gonna do <laughs> he will not be coming back uh to join the james gunn reboots apparently due to scheduling issues oh he's too busy in, in like wearing a bunch of blue makeup he's too, exactly he's too too busy auditioning for the blue man group they're reshooting they're reshooting all of aladdin but they're no longer animating the genie <laughs> he's painting in blue Will, now, Will Smith's Deadshot was 
one of the stronger aspects of the first to be fair, Suicide yeah. Squad. Will he be missed, James? Uh, no. No. I'm sure in a film like The Suicide Squad, they'll they'll think of adequate replacements for such a character. Okay, okay. Uh, let's talk about Hulk Hogan. I'm talking of films which may or may not win Oscars. They're starting a biopic about the world-famous wrestler who's going to be played by Chris Hemsworth mm-hmm. for a Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. Initial reaction to that? I mean, I think that will work. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and, uh, you know... It's, it's a good film idea because the guy's mental. So you make films about the crazy people, but you make them sympathetic, right? Or you make people hate them. Ooh. Well, it's, it's uh, apparently going to focus on his rise to stardom and, you know, the culminating in Hulkamania as opposed to culminating with his racist comments and sex tape. And, like, and rolling about in the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's going to end in, in, like, the early 90s when, it, when everything was still good. I would have, I would have quite loved it if they started at, at like this last day of being the big boy and then just watch the watching the decline. <laughs> yeah, but you know that wouldn't be quite as good much of a feel good film, which clearly no, is what they're going for. No, and if you want an Oscar, you got to have a feel good film. Yeah, exactly. Uh, whether or not it matches the film The Wrestler from two thousand and nine ah. for sheer emotion and sheer heart. Yeah. Which actually Mickey Rourke was recognized for. Mm-hmm. I'm almost certain he won Best Actor that year. Almost certain. We shall see. But that film's excellent. Okay. Uh, almost finishing up for today, but the news that BBC and uh an ITV oh, yeah. are creating a streaming rival to face Netflix, which is set to launch by the end of this year. It's being And they're calling it Britbox. Not Bird Box, Britbox. They should call it Brit Bag, I feel. Everyone uses box. <laughs> Brit they need bag. To, they need to use a different a different <laughs> way of holding all their shows. They should put their shows in a bag. Brit bag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that really that really works for me. How about Brit Sack? Brit <laughs> Brit Sack. It's like it's uh, it's like a really it's someone it's someone who's had like too many drinks and can't remember the vernacular for Britain leaving the EU. <laughs> Britsack. <laughs> yeah, so Britsack's coming um <laughs> end of this year. James, thoughts on this? I mean, if people want it, sure. They're saying people seem to want it. Apparently. It's- yeah, so if people want to pay five quid a month instead of paying 120 a year, and then instead of just getting to watch TV, they get to watch all the TV that's ever happened in Britain, sure. <laughs> and, you know, I quite like the idea, but I've already got money going out of my pocket for streaming services, so I might not get it. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious as to whether or not, like, the likes of Channel 4 and 5 and all the other ones will jump in on this too, or if it is just BBC and ITV. Yeah, well... Because I feel like not putting Channel 4 in there is a bit... A bit of a mistake, because they make real good stuff. They do, yeah. Channel 4 do make a lot of good stuff. It, so it may well be, maybe ITN are involved somehow, because I know ITN have a stake in both ITV and I, and Channel 4. Yeah. So BritBox, whether or not it's called that, is already a thing in America, or something similar. Oh, yeah? Basically, you can, you can watch just British content if you want it. Oh. So... Clearly, they've just said right. Well, that that's that is working, and and th- this is why they're they're talking about launching at the end of this year because the infrastructure is already in place. Yeah, because they've already 
taken the first few steps. All right, that's cool. Whether or not people are willing to pay the license fee and a streaming service fee on top of that, I don't know. I reckon this is aimed at people who have dropped their license fee so that they can... I.e. me. Yeah, me. Yeah, so they can have the old Netflix and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, if you want... Yeah, I reckon I reckon people would pay this just to be able to watch the BBC Wildlife documentaries. Well, exactly. In HD. You know, at the yeah. moment, Netflix have some of the BBC ones. Uh, Blue Planet, I believe, was on there for a yeah. while. Yeah, Planet Earth was on there too. And in recent weeks, I don't know if you've seen, but I believe it's Netflix have actually snapped up David Attenborough to do some nature documentaries of their own. Oh boy. So Stealing BBC are clearly seeing this as, oh man, we can't lose Big Dave. We can't lose Davey, Davey boy. So it's maybe a little bit of a reaction to that as well, but... Well, uh, no, yeah, yeah, everyone's seeing what Netflix is doing, trying to go all in-house, so they're all going to make their own streaming services. Thanks, Disney. You started this. <laughs> Right, before we uh, wrap up, Collins, do you want to make a TV show and start a streaming service? Well, 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 how about that we become the amalgamator of all these streaming services? We become the company that people pay all their money to and we just give them the shows they want. So it could be called something along as like a Saw Stream Parade. Yeah. Because you saw the streams. All Stream Parade. All Stream Parade. There we go. Right. Before we finish up, Brooklyn Nine-Nine has been renewed for a seventh season. It had its uh, five seasons originally on Fox. It was then cancelled, and then NBC picked it up for a sixth. It's now been renewed for a seventh without the need for the internet going crazy. Yeah, imagine a popular show getting renewed because it's popular. Before we talk about Trump and Labour, James, have you watched anything in the last ten days? Oh, oh yeah. I watched Hell's Moving Castle the other day. <laughs> what? Oh, that's a classic. Okay. That's a, that's a Studio Ghibli film. Granted. Yeah. You know, anime. Yep. But also, granted, r- the original is... Um, the I can't remember the author's name anymore, but she's British. From ba- way back when. Right. And it's just a fabulous film. Fabulous story. I love it very much. Okay. Watch that film. Sounds good. Oh, I also, I also watched an anime that was ages ago now, because we've been away for a while. I finished... An anime, you're going to love this one, Colin. It's called Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Yeah, wherein the, 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 the character Kobayashi yeah. um, accidentally gets herself um, a dragon maid. She, she saves the life of a dragon. Uh, wait, wait, as, dragon in, as in the maid, maid. Like she's a maid to a dragon or the dragon herself no, is no, a No, 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 the dragon is a maid to her. It's like a role reversal thing going on there. Right, okay. And it's charming. It's a really, really charming show. I loved it. <laughs> Sounds great. Well, it made me giggle. I have, uh, on the flights over to uh, Dallas and back, watched a couple of couple of films, some for the second time. Some I was just reminding myself of them, and others I watched for the first time. Very briefly, American Hustle. I rewatched it. I forgot how good a film that is. Oh, yeah. It's about seven years old now, maybe eight years old. Yeah. Still holds up. Really, really enjoyable. Jennifer Lawrence and Christian Bale in particular are excellent. Films I watched for the first time. Juno, <gasps> the 2007 Ellen Page, Michael Cera coming Talk of age. Talk about costume design and soundtrack and subtlety. Wow. Ooh, this, the soundtrack in particular is excellent. Yeah. Really enjoyed this. Excellent performances, very funny, very touching. Loved it. And then I watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Wow. Right. You went for all the good ones. I enjoy... This is, this is a funny one, though. Yeah. I enjoyed this film 
Mm-hmm. But I would argue that Ferris Bueller should be the antagonist. I think he is. As opposed to the protagonist. He's so annoying. And he is the cause he is the cause of all the problems in that film. He is yeah. constantly causing havoc. He breaks so many rules and laws. And like as much as I did enjoy it, he's just I I couldn't deal with him. I think I think that's <laughs> the point. No, but you're meant to like him, and I know it comes it's meant to be like a breezy comedy, which it is, but he is just unbearable and very annoying. <laughs> And also, I watched half of Wall-E, and then I fell asleep. How can you only watch half? That's that's Pixar's best work. The time zones were messing with my body clock, and uh, and also the burn on the back of my neck was really itchy. So I <laughs> that is a classic. You know, if you got a real itchy neck, that just sends you right to sleep. <laughs> so I watched half of it, but was enjoying it, and up until the the point I fell asleep. It's it's, it's Pixar's best work for sure. Oh, and sorry, I also missed out one more film, which I would probably recommend over all those I mentioned, Midnight in Paris. Oh, yeah, okay. I did really, really, really enjoy it. Owen Wilson is is excellent as the main character. He actually plays like a semi-serious slash just a classic Owen Wilson role. He's good at semi-serious, but also like real. That film had been on my list for so long and it comes in at like 90 minutes. It's very easy watching and it's very entertaining mm-hmm. right shall we finish up right real life time donald trump <laughs> that, was, that was a that was a lot of film and tv yeah his former lawyer michael cohen has testified this week that trump knew about the democratic email hack in 2016 where the oh, russians imagine. hacked hillary clinton's emails and dumped them on the internet well, with WikiLeaks and that that Julian Assange. Yeah, I, well, exactly. And then Cohen also called Trump a racist, a con man, and a cheat. Uh-huh. You know, James, doing, doing such things as pretending his assets are worth more than they are when he wants to be on a rich list and then undervaluing them so he doesn't have to pay very much tax. Yeah. It sounds like a good guy. There was a lot of very tasty sound bites. There were. The problem I have with this is that Michael Cohen is a convicted liar. And how much of what he's saying do you believe is the truth and how much of it is him doing his best to avoid jail the good thing about mr cohen's testimony is that he's a lawyer right yep and well, that's funny because lawyers just always lie and stuff but he's a lawyer so he's remembered that if you want to not be called a liar all you got to do is bring evidence with you <laughs> so he's brought evidence for everything he's saying he's like trump knew about money stuff here's the checks Trump knew about this. Here's the transcripts. You know, he's, he's bringing proof for everything he says. And while all the Republicans who are asking him questions are like, you're a liar. Prove it. He's like, here, I've got proof. They're like, mm, you're still a liar. Prove it harder. He's like, here's more proof. <laughs> Have you got any more proof than those proofs? He's like, no, I'm all out of proof now. They're like, haha, you're a liar. You've run out of proof. It's, it's ridiculous. But he's, he's proving everything he says with, you know, literal physical objects. Yeah. So... I'm quite happy about the testimony. Do you think it will have any impact on Trump right now? Yes. Well, not right now. No. Trump's just going to be even more popular than ever right now. Um, however, th- these these things will all have impact on the, the result that we come to eventually. Maybe in 20 years' time. Who knows? At, at some point. But all these people are going down. Everyone is going down. And like Mr. Roger Stone or whatever his name is, he he's he's getting in trouble because he tweeted, he tweeted about it already when he's supposed to be like... Him saying nothing about any of this. He's an idiot. He's like, 
don't say anything about the, the case, about any of this stuff. And then he's like, Michael Cohen's a liar. <laughs> You're an idiot, mate. How, how are people this dumb getting anything done in the world? Actually, I know that. It's they just the Russians do it for them. Indeed, right. And talking of Trump, uh, in the last couple hours, a summit between uh, the US president and North Korean leader Kim Jong-un has ended with no agreement after the US refused their demands, uh, North Korean demands, for an end to sanctions. Ah. So, no goodbye to the uh, nuclear weapons. They're holding on to them for the time being. I thought they already said goodbye to those, Colin. Wasn't that well, the no, deal last time? Well, that, well, see, that's what the deal was claimed, but then it turned out, no, it, it was just like, uh, yeah, sure, we'll, we'll get rid of our nuclear weapons, asterisk, Probably. in 30 years. Yeah, so the first talks went, Kim came and went, hey, we want all this stuff, and we'll give you maybe nothing, and then it worked. And this time he went, hey, we want all this stuff, and we'll give you maybe nothing, and someone else said to Trump, don't do it. And Trump <laughs> listened. Okay, and lastly... Jeremy Corbyn, after a much, well, after nearly three years... That's far too long, mate. Seriously. ...has finally said that, that Labour will finally support a second referendum yeah. on Brexit. It seems like for the last three years, Labour have semi-secretly and also very diligently been trying to work on their own Brexit plans. And they've been talking to all the relevant people in the EU and whatnot about their own Brexit plan. And it seems to have all been approved by both sides, except the government. Well. So while they've been working really hard on this, they, they knew it was never going to go through because, you know, they're not in power. And it was just a way to, to call a referendum or something. But just they should have called the referendum. Yeah. Stop doing all that nonsense work in the hopes of getting nothing done. Just called, just ask for it. From the get-go. Well, Corbyn says Labour will back another EU referendum uh, only after his alternative Brexit plan was defeated once again in the Commons. But he says he he will also continue to push for other options, including a general election. Hooray. Yeah, so the referendum, I reckon they're going to want to have more than just in or out. They're going to want, like, Brexit, hard Brexit, no deal, and the Labour deal, and the Conservative deal, and election please and no brexit thanks <laughs> and it's just going to be the worst referendum ever yeah uh, there's 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 no end in sight very similar to this podcast if we do that if we do that referendum we're going to have no deal because of all the like old stubborn folks that only watch one news channel and also they'll, they'll think that voting for no deal means we stay we stay as as we are which is wrong. Yeah, nothing changes. It's like, uh, let's let's vote no deal because we'll stay and all this mess will be forgotten about. Well, no, we'll get out of we'll get out of EU, but nothing will change. Yeah, that's what no deal means, right? <sighs> I don't know and I don't care. James, it's time to end. Yeah, it is. Thank you for joining us. Remind people how they can get in touch and please, if you have seen anything, uh, TV show, film, if you've watched a book, send us a review. Review it, please. Audio form, MP3. If whatever if you really like your voice, <laughs> and email it to ceaseoperate at gmail dot com. If you want to express your interest in our brand new streaming service, email us ceaseoperate at gmail dot com. Yeah, if anyone's got any like investment plans and has loads of money to start this, then yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk to all the right people at Netflix and Disney. We'll get it done. <laughs> okay. Uh, also, tweet us ceaseoperate and Facebook and the Snapchat, all of the above ceaseoperate. Right, James. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week. Bye, Colin. Bye, listeners. Goodbye, Jessica Jones.